0: welcome to real chills we're doing something different this time we're doing an episode we like to call a shiver in these now times we're finding that we have a lot more time on our hand right meg yeah i just had to unmute myself
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so much time it's crazy
0: yeah, it's it's wild. So we thought what we'd do for you all is do some episodes that are kind of like smaller chunks called shivers, where we talk about just spooky stories that we've come across or things that we normally want to talk about, but have not yet found guests with their own paranormal stories that they can tell us. So it's just something we're doing different. If you guys like it, please let us know. Send us your comments or follow us on Instagram and tell us what you think. Because we're definitely open to just trying some new stuff and, you know, yeah. spend some time with you guys. Yeah. yeah, if
1: there's anything you want us to cover, let us know. I'm bad.
0: Don't forget, if you or your friends have scary stories that are definitely worth telling, please get in touch with us. We're really always looking for guests. And now that we've moved into um, this digital AI world that we're now all living in, you know, we uploaded our conferences to the Zoom overlord, <laughs> and we're here to uh, talk to guests from all over, so please get in
1: touch. Even if yeah. they're not worth telling, even if you're like, I don't want to tell anyone this story, We, those are the ones we want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe I should keep this to myself. Don't. Please.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no secrets in the, in the aftertimes that we're living in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you
0: got to face it now.
1: <laughs> so...
0: Tell me, Meg, what would you be doing right now if uh, we weren't all self-isolating, in quarantine, under lockdown, all that stuff? What would you be doing on a day like today?
1: I'd be getting ready to teach stand-up at fit.
0: <laughs> okay, nice.
1: Yeah, uh, probably like stopping to get some Dunkin', which I miss dearly with my whole heart. Not sponsored? Not sponsored. <laughs> Just any coffee. I have realized I don't have like, uh, like a brand... Preference, like it's just coffee that I didn't make. I just need it to be not my coffee. Like I make coffee now, and I'm trying. I don't. I don't know if I told you about this, but they have this trend. It's whipped coffee. Mm. And um, I, I think I've told you about it, right? I tried making it. It was really gross. So what you do is you take like two tablespoons of instant coffee, two tablespoons of water, and two tablespoons of sugar. And if you have a blender, you blend it up. But I don't. So I just like take all my frustrations out on this little pile of garbage and i made like this little um like whipped coffee and you're supposed to put ice and then milk and then the coffee on top but i did that and all i i couldn't get like the milk through so it was just like weird gross like whips I don't know, instant coffee. So then I threw it in a blender and I just started throwing all this stuff in, like peanut butter and chocolate chips. It just tasted like nothing still. This is why I need someone else to make it for me. I don't know. It just tasted like ice, dude. Honestly, just... You're still in barista training. Yeah, just chunky ice. So I gave up. Anyway, I miss buying coffee and coffee-flavored drinks. Yeah,
0: yeah. We've been making coffee... I've had to switch to more decaf because it's not needing that much energy because I'm not staying out all night doing comedy things or like driving and like doing planning meetings or anything. So I just don't need as much coffee, but I was still drinking coffee like it was party time and then I, like, I fall asleep <laughs> at three in the morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. I used to be like, I used to need to go to bed by 11 or I was going to have a terrible day. And now it's like, if I can get to bed by 12, and I'm still getting up for work. I just work from home. But it's like, I cannot go to bed at all anymore. I feel like I'm back in college. I'm watching Charmed all day, every day. The whole thing. It's funny because you and I are both still working our day jobs from
0: home now. I have been working from home for a long time. Well, for a year. But it's weird because I'm like, oh, I feel like I should have all this time because I'm not going out anywhere. And I do, but I'm still spending a minimum of 40 hours like in
1: like work zone. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I think it's worse because now like, because a commute used to be like my incentive to try to leave by five, but now we don't have that. So I'm just like, "Uh, I'm just going to work forever <laughs> and never log off. Yeah, you're like,
0: I can take this problem off my plate for tomorrow.
1: Exactly. It's not like I'm like, oh, I love my company. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't want to do this tomorrow. I'm going to, it's going to suck. So let's just get it out of the way. And you and I both work jobs where
0: like, if we don't do it, A, either somebody else has to do it and that sucks to like leave it for somebody else or we just have to do it ourselves anyway. So it's just like, I just want to get this over with. Like, get back
1: to us somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm working a lot. I agree with you. I don't feel like I have any more time than I would if we were like normal. Like, I mean, that's not true. I have a lot more time, but I'm just not motivated to do those things. You know, we're in quarantine times. I want to actually be a normal person and watch Netflix and (laughs) make dinner. Yeah. Making dinner, that's different.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know it's a double-edged sword, right? Because we're both really lucky. We still have jobs. That's like super hard for people who don't. But it's just like the time that you would save commuting, well, now I have to make my breakfast instead of just standing in line for two hours and having somebody else like hand me my breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like you trade one for the other. I'm my own bartender now at home, which is like fine because I don't drink that much. But I also am just kind of like, I would, I mean, not any amount of money, but I would pay a lot of money right now to have somebody else just make me a cocktail. Cause I'm not going to do all the things for a cocktail. So I'm just like, I guess I'm just drinking this beer
1: again. Like <laughs> <laughs> I so agree with that. Yeah. I haven't had like a nice, I'm just mixing like vodka and LaCroix and being like, all right, this is fancy, right? <laughs> this is done. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <a beverage. laughs> It's complete. Yeah. yeah. Are you surprised that you're, st- I always thought that I drank so much because of comedy But I'm surprised to find that even, like, at home, I still want a beer or two, like, after work sometimes.
0: It's weird for me, because, like, I was, before, a month and a half ago or so, I did the Whole30, so I wasn't drinking a bunch then, and then now, I'm in this weird situation of, like, seeing if maybe I shouldn't eat gluten, so I, I, my favorite thing to drink is beer, like, I love beer. And gluten-free beers are just okay. If I'm drinking a gluten-free beer, I'm just like, this is decaf coffee. <laughs> just okay.
1: Yeah,
0: it'll get you there, but you you didn't want it. to. <laughs> so I know that I'm not drinking as much, but what's funny is like, I was doing fine not drinking at all when I was doing comedy. And now that I'm home, I'm just like, every time I do a grocery run, I'm just like, we better make sure we have some beer. I even bought wine for fun. I don't, I'm yeah. not a wine drinker, but I was just like, I don't know. Let's try
1: wine. <laughs> you feel it wine is good for at home drinking because it just puts for me at least it just puts me to bed like I'm like all right that was good I mean, oh I'm
0: just not a person who can like drink a bottle before it goes bad which mm-hmm. sounds ridiculous but I'm just like yeah I can't drink a bottle in two days it's just not for me and you then because old wine tastes terrible wine sucks <laughs> like, yeah gotta get the box you can leave it in the fridge forever that's true maybe that's a good tip maybe i should go i (laughs) keep going to like the grocery store and you know in pennsylvania the grocery store alcohol is different than what you get at like the wine store like -hmm. you can't get the same amount Mm
1: -hmm. so i've just been getting whatever
0: i can get by the checkout you know
1: nice yeah yeah. Every time we order anything, I'm like, Dan, should we also get booze? And he's like, you're insane. He's like, I like go puff, like these pounders of Miller Lite. And he's like, we have so much. I just think we're going to run out. I just think they're going to stop selling it. Yeah. And it's not that I need alcohol. Like I could not drink it for a long time, but I like the option. Mm-hmm. He's like, you need to relax.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is something that other than um, Miller Lite pounders that you're, you're hoarding unintentionally?
1: More intentionally, soup. I have a ton of soup right now. Uh, Cookies. We have a lot of cookies. I don't know. I mean, cat food too, because that's another one of my worst nightmares. Is we run out of cat food, and then I actually have to cook something nice for her. (laughs) Spoiled, and she expects it. (laughs) Yeah, because then she'll never go back. She'll only want like baked salmon for the rest of her life. So we need to make sure she stays on that shitty cold, dry cat food forever.
0: (laughs) I did order a bunch of cat litter for my cat because she's a big old girl and she uses all of the cat litter constantly. (laughs) I'm actually unintentionally hoarding crickets for my geckos. Oh my God. I know. So for those of you who don't know, I I have four geckos. I had three. I now have four and two of them only eat bugs. So you got to keep crickets on hand and like other bugs for them but I don't know how to order bugs on the internet so I ordered some and they were the wrong size (laughs) you can get the wrong size cricket they're too small they're like too young and small what when I normally would be able to give them like eight for these little ones I'd have to give them like 16 of them to equal the same amount of food so yeah so I'm unintentionally hoarding
1: crickets that's
0: so yeah you just have like a, a cricket nursery hanging out in your yeah. house <laughs> yeah I've also been like making sure that we have enough seltzer in the house but I'm also rationing it mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. super important to me yeah yeah we don't have like GoPuff and stuff where we live like I did get an instacart order but you know they're on strike so you yeah, I'm not ordering from them but even with the instacart order I was just like I, it made more sense for me to go to the grocery store like every other time. So
1: Mm same. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's what's going on with us for all you listening. I mean, we're just home like you guys, like
1: trying every day,
0: (laughs) (laughs) scrolling through Instagram again. (laughs) It's funny because the topic that I picked for today, it took a turn and I'm really excited to talk about it, but One of the reasons why we haven't done an episode on either of these topics is because we don't know anybody who's had these paranormal experiences, but I know that you're out there. So if you have stories about what we're going to talk about today, please get in touch. You can email realchillspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram, and that would be amazing. You ready to be shivered? Little spooked? (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to talk originally about Kecksburg, and the Kecksburg UFO. You know the Kecksburg UFO, right Meg? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, in December of 1965, in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, a UFO, an unidentified flying something, a UFS, it just landed in the forest. And if you're not familiar, Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, it's about 50 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. I lived in Pittsburgh for 10 years. and when I looked on a map today, I was so mad at myself for not having been to Keksburg, Pennsylvania already just <laughs> this fucking thing, because I was just like, it's so close. It's so close. There's a lot of different theories about the Roswell of Pennsylvania, Keksburg- <laughs> <laughs> And I know that there's people in my life who have stories about growing up near Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, and that's why I, like, I don't really want to get into it yet right? Like, I want to wait until I can get some of those juicy, real-life, spooky stories from Western Pennsylvania on the podcast. So, a quick rundown for Kexburg: Basically, a, an upside-down, acorn-looking object crash-landed. That's what was recovered in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania in 1965. And there's a bunch of different theories, and different people have tried to debunk Some of these theories. So it was proposed it was a Russian satellite because the unidentified flying object flew over Canada and six states in the US, but that was debunked because one researcher found that the Russian satellite that they thought it was actually came down in Canada that night and that this was something different. There's ideas that this could be the Nazis' time machine bell Object, that's like one of the theories. That's like a whole can of worms we can talk about oh. all the time. <laughs> um, and there just was like a lot of mystery. I even have a story that, you know, if he'll talk to me ever again. I dated somebody who had stories about growing up in that area. And they had said, you know, when Kexburg happened, they weren't alive. But it's reported and it's known that the military and police and everyone, they shut down that area. But one of the places allegedly that they used to bring the wreckage and to do a lot of the examinations on whatever crash landed was a school, and then that school was like notoriously haunted. My <laughs> friend's sister and her friends had broken into that school and had like a bunch of <laughs> wild stuff happen to them. So I know there's people out there with stories, and I'm hoping that we can talk more about Kecksburg, PA. But what I really Thought about the whole time I was looking at Kecksburg is how good the pizza is out in that part of
1: Pennsylvania. <laughs> really?
0: Really? Because Pennsylvania is not known for pizza. Honestly. I know, but in Pittsburgh, there's like this fine, not even fine, there's an excellent tradition of very specific kinds of pizza in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and the surrounding area. But I'll give you a preview. If anyone wants to chat about this, hit us up in the DMs. There's basically like when you live in the city of Pittsburgh and you drive out, to Greensburg, Pennsylvania, there's a really good spot, which normally I might not give the name away, but because we're in these hard times, we need to support businesses we care about. <laughs> yeah. The restaurant is Joey O's. It's so wonderful. They make not so <laughs> The restaurant's Joey O's. It's impossible to Google because it looks like J- J-O and it looks like oi oi, like, like what you sing oh, in uh, okay, not, yeah. like a not racist skinhead song. But Joey O's, they make this pizza that, the crust is like a, a sweet pie crust. It's super thin and flaky. Oh. Like the sauce is spicy, it's really good. So my friends and I, when I was living in Pittsburgh, a bunch of them had grown up out there and like loved Joey O's pizza and were like fanatical about it. So we would have these like fun girls days or even like with my boyfriend or whatever, we would like go out there. We drive about 45, 50 minutes out in Westmoreland County, to Greensburg, we eat Joey O's. we'd hit up all of the cool thrift stores that were along the drive, we'd go to, it's now called Gabe's, but it's called Gabriel Brothers, which is a store that's like, it's like a shitty TJ Maxx for all <laughs> the brands you would buy at the mall, if that makes sense. So we'd go shopping there. But when I was looking at the map and think, man, I was so close to Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, every time I ate at a Joeyo's, I was literally like just 15 minutes <laughs> Like, it was maddening when I looked at the map, because I remember having the conversation about, like, going there, and everyone's just like, yeah, it's, like, not really worth it. It's, like, whatever. And then, like, a bunch of people went, and they didn't invite me. And then I was just, like, mad. And I was just like, well, I'll get there someday. Like, I'll just do my own thing. (laughs) But when I lived there, it just, like, you know, it just wasn't as easy to map. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's, like, past Joey-Os. That seems like a lot, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But when I also looked, another thing that I've never done in Pennsylvania, which I wish... That we could be just out in the world, normal times, traveling around, doing our thing. But I've never heard of Falling Water. Okay. that's what I want to talk about today. Have you ever heard of Falling Water?
1: I have not. All right. I'm going to screen
0: share with you. So yeah, Falling Water is a Frank Lloyd Wright house. It's a house. Yeah. It's a big property. So So, like Falling Water, I'm clicking around here if you're hearing the clicks in the... It definitely looks haunted. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's what I want to talk about today I'm sorry did I ruin it I didn't mean to ruin the this no it's okay I
0: mean it, just by virtue of us talking about it on a real chills there's like a 90% chance
1: <laughs> or curse right well, aliens live there yeah
0: so falling water is this like beautiful property built by Frank Lloyd Wright and it's built basically on top of a waterfall so the waterfall runs through the house it looks so cool. It's beautiful. And people get pay a bunch of money to get married there. I had friends all throughout living in Pittsburgh who would go out for a day trip and walk around Fallingwater. And this is going to sound so dumb, but like my parents, who are wonderful people, they would always take us to places like Longwood Gardens. We were really lucky to travel places and go to museums. They like going places. They like touring things, right? So right. we live close to Winterthur that Winterthur is kind of DuPont mansion down here in Delaware. Like so touring Winterthur, like touring that property would be like <laughs> a thing my parents would take us to do. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was like in my twenties, I was just like, fuck going to see these buildings. Like dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, <hate> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to see nature. I don't wanna see flowers. I guess I was just at a point where I like didn't appreciate it. And now as a more mature version of myself, I'm like, oh, how the fuck did I never go to Falling Water? This is mm-hmm. cool shit. So yeah, so I've never been to Falling Water. Falling Water was built in a year that I didn't jot down. Think of the third (laughs) year. Falling Falling Water was built. Doesn't
1: matter. (laughs) It was built.
0: (laughs) Falling Water just appeared out of a mist. (laughs) Frank Lloyd Wright built Falling Water. It was like a commission put upon him by Edgar Kaufman, which probably doesn't mean anything to most people, but if you lived in Pittsburgh or if you grew up in Pittsburgh, the Kaufman family owned the Kaufman department stores, which were like, like a Macy's. But, you know, back in the day, department stores were like the place to shop. There was no social distance in department stores. People selling you mm-hmm. stuff. You're trying things on, touching everything. But it was built as a weekend house for this family. So this fucking property, which if you have ever seen Falling Water, open your phone, Google Falling Water. It's bananas. So it was a house that was built but edgar kaufman didn't really trust frank lloyd wright's vision <laughs> he, thought, he thought number one that he was going to be looking at the waterfall on the property not oh, <laughs> in the waterfall bummer. you can't even see the waterfall when you're in the building
1: <laughs> yeah i just realized all of the photos are of a far away
0: <laughs> you can't see it that is a bummer let's look inside Oh, so wow. it's beautiful, right? But the waterfall is underneath you. Yeah, yeah. You can't see it at all. Even in parts of the house, you can sort of hear the waterfall. This part's cool where the like There's the tree two. grows through the one section. Yeah. There's all these problems, right? Like it's known for it grows mold. The first floor was sagging. Edgar Kaufman commissioned some engineers to do a second opinion before the house was being built about the structural integrity. And Frank Horne's like, nah, go fuck yourself. And just build what you want. So the first floor was like sagging into the waterfall, essentially. And the people who are tasked with conserving the house had to like rebuild the whole first level to make it more structurally sound because it's basically falling into the water. (laughs) Crazy. There's a really great article on mentalfloss.com about facts about Falling Water, which are super interesting. The one thing that I will say is Falling Water is the only Frank Lloyd Wright house where everything is intact from that era and it's open to the public. You know another house that's adjacent to the Wright family. Oh yeah, the Black Dahlia house, right? Uh yeah. yeah. We'll definitely talk about that at some point. I know we've mentioned on the podcast before what's that podcast called which one the dahlia black dahlia podcast oh god uh we were listening to one of our episodes and we couldn't remember it then either
1: not family monsters what was it called um let's see i'm gonna check my podcast app because i listened to it root of evil root of evil yeah yeah but they don't i don't know i mean they talk talk about the house a lot in the podcast, but they don't really, they don't describe it. The rights are really good at making houses that are ominous as hell. We're like, yeah, if you're a good person, you can make it look cozy for sure. But if you put one scary painting in any of the rooms, the whole house is haunted. Yeah, just throw it away at that point. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, you know, this is a little anticlimactic, I'll admit. The reason why we're talking about Falling Water is because not only when all of this is said and done, can you go and tour Falling Water, but it's rumored, lightly rumored, but it's rumored to be haunted by Edgar Kaufman's wife, Lillian. Whoa. Yeah. It's rumored that the ghost of Lillian can be seen standing from the window at the master bedroom if you're outside looking towards the house because she's disappointed or disapproving of Edgar's illicit affairs. Oh
1: wow. <laughs> yeah, she classic woman She kept the house. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Get yours, girl. You keep that house. It's yours now. That's so Seriously. Oh man. Do you think she did that during life? Like she just stared out the window like I'm in the fucking forest while he's out like <laughs> i on top of a goddamn waterfall. She's just like
0: looking out into the property and she's like, where would I bury a body? <laughs> yeah,
1: basically. <laughs> where does this river go if I just plop them in? Seriously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, being inside and not being able to do the things you would normally want to do makes you really like think about what you take for granted. And for sure. The next time I go out to Pittsburgh to visit friends, I'm stopping at falling water. I'm eating Joey's oh, yeah. pizza. <laughs> we you see the it. Pittsburgh Acorn in UFO. <laughs> oh man, that sounds fun! Bring me next time you go. Yeah, we'll do it. It'll be great. A little road trip. Yeah, yeah, that's my story. That's my I love story. it. as our listeners are stuck at home, tell us like one thing that you would recommend doing during during self-isolation, self isolation, self social distancing times.
1: Hmm. I don't really want to recommend like a skill because I feel like I don't want people to feel any more pressure to do things than that's already being put on them. I think you should just try to like write every day. Not comedy, but like in the morning, just write how you're feeling, what's going on. Because I think it's easy now that we're not interacting with people to kind of like bottle up these feelings that normally you would get out, good and bad. I feel like I'm becoming very middle of the road so I don't do it every day but I'm trying to like just just write a little bit just free write like for 20 minutes that way not not to gain anything or to have a book or to have a comedy set just to like kind of flush out those feelings and see see how you're doing nice man yeah I know it's
0: not easy for everybody but I'm gonna recommend taking this time to she has to say something about pants, but <laughs> 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 Let's be honest I haven't worn real pants at home for work in like a year. <laughs> I'm going to say, open your windows. If you live yes. in a place where it's not freezing cold, just get some fresh air in the house and move it around. Absolutely. I think we opened the door the other day and like had the screen window open and it was a great feeling. It just kind of felt like, not to be punny, but like a breath of fresh air <laughs> yeah yeah breathed into our home it's literally a really good one.
1: yeah it gets the air moving yeah so nice
0: nice well this has been our shiver episode make sure you tune in we'll be still on our normal schedule of bringing in guests and having them tell their scary stories but at least for now we're gonna pop in with some extra episodes and uh i hope you enjoy them let us know Ooh, yeah hey, where can people follow you
1: uh meg gets money on twitter and instagram please follow me
0: yeah and you can follow me at Alyssa Truz on Instagram. And I have another Instagram if you want to follow about my houseplants and geckos. So we'll leave it in the show notes if you're interested. Just go ahead and like take a peek.
1: I didn't even know you had that. I want to see your geckos and houseplants. Really? Okay. I
0: well, you were on that. Okay, I'll 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 make sure to send it to you. Okay. Cool. All right, I'll talk to you later, Meg. Okay, bye. Bye. Find us all the places you get podcasts and subscribe.
1: Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com.
0: Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast.
1: Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more.
0: Special thanks to Valerie Demamber-McShane.
1: Artwork by Libby Rondell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski.
0: allergy cough not a (laughs) (laughs) because I'm like I this is part won't will be cut out but I was telling Sam like every time I cough and I like cough up mucus I'm like so grateful Mm